0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Did you see what happened to him when Israel Adesanya beat him up? Like, did you see him? When you get beat up like that, it traumatizes you.
3: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Warrior Show presented to you by MMA Torch. I'm Rhys Lawrence and joining me as always is MMA Torch Chief Editor Sean Covington. Today we're going to talk on um, a lot of things, combat sports of course, starting off by reviewing UFC Vegas 47, Strickland and Hermanson. Sean Strickland with a somewhat strange performance. Yeah, we'll get to that. We're going to get to Gilbert Burns. Hamzat Chamayev being reported that it's going to be scheduled for April 9th. And then we're going to move to Conor McGregor. He has made it into this episode with a very strange video that um, was around on social media the last few days. We're then going to be talking about Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena being the ultimate fighter coaches for the new season starting May the 3rd. And finally, we're going to be previewing UFC 271, which is Israel Adesanya defending his middleweight belt against Robert Whittaker, which is this Saturday. So yeah, a lot of things to talk about, but as always, we kind of like to review uh, this past weekend's what's going on, the fight and the main stories. I mean, Sean um, might not tell you, but I will on his behalf, Not not as an excuse, but he has got a lot of things going on in his life right now and... I'm not sure he might be able to give you a great breakdown of the fights this Saturday. But, as always, he's got some very good opinions on diff- different things. Um, I'd like to start by just saying that um, the main event was what it was with Sean Strickland and Jack Romanson, But, um, Sean, you kind of called it. You said that it wasn't going to be a great fight. It didn't turn out to be a great fight.
2: it was going to be a waste of time, bro. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, I saw it coming. I was like, I hated to do that. Because that's those are two guys you don't want to do that to, you know, for good reason. But if it's gonna stink, it's gonna stink. <laughs> you know, I knew it was gonna stink. I just Sean Strickland alone, you know, just oh, I, I I don't I don't have a a lot of room for people like him in my in my sports life. You know, I I love WWE. I love pro wrestling. I'm gonna watch that. You know, that's more entertaining than him. So you know, I, I, I say this all the time. I'm like I'll I'll watch that when I want to watch that. He's just not a, he's not a fighter, but he's he, he swears up and down he's that guy and he, he's a nobody.
1: Like, do you do you give a damn about Sean Strickland?
3: I I would agree um that he does talk a lot and his fights don't really translate to what he's talked about. So to answer your question right now, no, I'm not really interested in Sean Strickland. I'm also not really that interested right now in the middleweight division, sadly. Um I don't think it's obviously you've got the the main two this weekend, which, you know, is the pick of the letter, so the, so to speak. But you're right, it's Sorry just the the middleweight division and, and fighters like Sean Strickland, Jack Romanson, who I also think has been very disappointing in the UFC. Um, you yeah, know, it's just it's not it's not where the fun is. It's not where the enjoyment is. It's, it's just it's a bit dead, to be honest.
2: Now, now I'll say this: it's dead for now. Uh, but uh, Maximov, the the fight right before that, watch out for him. I tell you to watch out for him because the oddest part about this is, I I missed that fight. Uh, I missed that fight. I had to go back and watch him, and. I say, well, who was on? Oh, and and my buddy, one of my longest, fr- uh, oldest friends from Chico, California, where I, I I live now. I've lived here for about fourteen years now. He said, yeah, oh, the guy was from Chico, and I said, oh, I automatically knew who it was because I, I actually watched him grow up. He's the son. He's a uh, son of the owner of the play, the venue that I uh I would perform at. You know, I've opened for acts like Snoop and and uh, Ice Cube and, Tech Nine, and he was he was a little boy, and he was a fan of mine for so long. You know, it was weird. You know, we'd go on, and 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 I I watched him grow up, and now he's knocking people out. It's it's a beautiful thing, because <laughs> I, I I saw him in uh, one of the first fights I covered, um, uh, for the torch was one of his out in a casino, Gold Country Casino nearby, mm. and uh, watch out for him. That's go that's watch out for him. His father's a good man, always treated us well, paid us well. Um uh, whenever he he could, uh you know, gave gave us pretty much a a, a musical home. But I don't want to make it a personal story, but uh that's the type of that's the type of stock this guy comes from. So, you need to be looking out for him. Um uh, he he's going to he's going to be doing some big things. He could yeah. de- he definitely has knockout power, but he's really insanely young he was a boy when i met him he was a small child okay <laughs> he was in a booster seat i mean you know so
3: the, the fact that you've met him did you ever did you ever see him hanging around with either nate or nick diaz because a uh, very big um training partners of his very famous <laughs> he-
1: well
2: actually uh, uh uh the diaz brothers would actually come up to chico a couple times uh, but foolishly, uh, one of the bar owners turned him down and said, we don't need your money. Uh, it's not about right. racism, folks. It's just, it's just about, <laughs> if you think someone's a thug, you just think they're a thug. Like it's, it was, you, you cut this out. You're going to have to edit this. It was bullshit. I'm not going to You leave it if you want, but that's what it was. When it, when it calls for it, it calls for it, you know, but that's what it was. and um, unfortunately. W- that um also there was a uh who who else was it it was uh from alpha male uh uriah faber he also came to the same bar and they denied him entry as well Mm. so it's it's uh they've tried to establish some stuff out here because their standalone gym which actually owns alpha male not like uh business-wise but like they kick their ass every time they they meet them (laughs) seriously so um (laughs) Uh, so, but yeah, that's a Chico gym, a local gym. Uh, yeah, they, they're they trying to have, there's a lot of fight culture out here and they were trying to establish a, a deeper fight culture. Imagine uh, Alpha Male being out here, you know, and the Diaz brothers, although they're very close because uh, I'm, I'm not too far from Stockton. So they're, they're, that's, they're pretty close, but um, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate they couldn't establish that culture, but if you hear Chico, California, a Northern California, Redding, Yuba City, anything like that, anything from Northern California like Sacramento and up, or maybe even Stockton and up, those guys are good fighters. Keep an eye out. Trust me on that.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say known for their um heart, um, as most fighters are, but something different about those you know southern california guys that especially look up to the likes of Nate and Nick Diaz that it's just that maybe that little bit of mexican blood sprinkled in somewhere that they sort of claim to have but it's just like it's different you know some something about those type of guys and you know nick maximov you know three three round decision in the co main event Um, a lot of pressure i'd say for for a guy that's you know only 8 and 0 but he's got the likes of a Nate and a Nick Diaz right behind him, you know, Nate, Nate Diaz in attendance for the fight. Um, it's it's different, you know, it's not like a guy where, you know, he's five, six and all, oh, and he's building his way up, but he's got no name yet. He's got no, you know, he's not getting any on camera time or on the on social media or anything like that. He's just fighting. Whereas guys like that where there's already that added pressure because of the names that they're associated with. It makes it a little bit more difficult and um he definitely did well to get that, that win against a good guy in Soriano. Um you know, it's not he's not getting in the UFC you don't get any easy fights and that certainly wasn't one. Um but yeah, he's like you a said, decision you are know, a little better
2: than
1: me, but, you know? yeah.
2: And uh, now we hate decision wins around here, but uh he's 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 really he's really young, man, you know, like uh
1: well some decision some- wins are good. Like some, yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have, have a good decision win, yeah. But it's um, you know, it
3: could you know you can have good ones, you can have bad ones. I think I don't think that's a bad win. I don't think any wins a bad win. Well, unless you are Sean Strickland, where that could have been classed as a bad win. But um, you know, it's you got to win at the end of the day. And speaking of winning, Shavkat Rachmanov. Who was just before Maximov came out in the co-main event. He he knows quite well about winning. I'm not sure how familiar you are. Um, obviously I don't think he would have been able to see anything. Maybe seen a highlight of his spinning kick that was pretty special. Um, yeah, I've
2: seen
1: a
3: highlight. highlight. Yeah, first round. he I mean, he's uh, he's called out Michel Pereira. Um, which is just the thought of that fight is very intriguing with their with their styles how they would match up, but. He's another one, I'd say, to look out for, looking at this card. I mean, it was a good card in general. Um, Some good, decent names beforehand. I mean, obviously not the strongest because of it being a fight night. The Vegas shows have sort of lacked something in the last few months. But I'd say this one actually kind of delivered in a way. Um, You know, there's some good good wins. Brendan Allen getting, getting back to it after his loss against Chris Curtis. Um, You know, John Castaneda, another... That was um, sort of standout with a submission win. But obviously, Sean, we've got to talk about the main event in a little bit more detail, considering the sort of, you know, yeah. where these two guys are at, um, their names, just where they are in the middleweight division. I mean, what can you see going forward for
1: both guys?
2: Well, first well, off, well, uh i want you to lay out the fight for people people don't watch fight nights like that they just really don't even though this one wasn't a bad one at all um people uh, i was in transit some of some of the fights that's that's why i missed co but um i did watch but others don't so we should we should cover fight nights and this we should do it on purpose maybe to send a a message to people and the ufc or something but um, let's cover it as if no one watched him. So go through a little bit of just a little bit, not not too crazy, not round by round, but just a brief overview of the fight, you know, uh, cause I, I, I don't really see this doing, I'm going to be honest. I don't see a fight being made for either one of them after this really, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't, why, would you, who, who are they fighting next? I know that was the question you asked me, but like
1: who, who are they fighting yeah. next? No, I just um I mean for for uh, Jack
3: Romanson, who um let's be honest, he's not you know he's ranked number six. That'll obviously go down after this loss. He's yeah. if you look at his last few fights, um you know he's two and one. Um. Well, sorry, excuse me. One and two in his last three, but it, it, we we'll look at Jack Romanson first. He lost. Um, who? You're right. I mean, Darren Till. He's coming off a couple of losses. I know you're a massive fan of Darren Till, John. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. You know it's Gastelum's number eight, Uriah Hall nine. All got um scheduled bouts. I Just for me, which is crazy, is Jack Romanson is ranked six and Marvin Vittori is 11, considering his last win, which was a big win for him. And he just fought for the title. So the rankings to me sometimes they just
1: I don't think they get stink, it.
2: yeah. They're terrible. I mean, think about that's what I mean. Like, think about where they really are. Okay, that's a loss, but it was a decision loss and it's Sean Strickland. So, like, what do you do with them? What do you do with either one of them? I think
3: I think for Sean Strickland, you can, there is, because mm. it's difficult because on one hand, he might not become a fan favourite because of the things he says, because of the way he fights, um, the, the way he kind of talks himself up and then he has to sort of apologise almost after the fight. When he, you know, he goes, he goes on to social medias and he, he's apologising to his fans because of the way he performed, even in a win. I mean, when you're doing that, that's just, that's not, what fans want to hear. It's not what media or UFC wants to hear either. They don't want to hear their fighters complaining and and apologising for the way they fought. It's not helping anyone. But you know, he's he has he's on a good win streak. Um but obviously the the top two guys in the division are fighting this Saturday. Um I don't think he's ready for either of those to be honest. Derek Brunson and Jared Cannonier are ranked three and four and they they're scheduled to fight on the same card. So The middleweight division, for all it's lacking a little bit, I think right now, at least from one to four, are all scheduled for this Saturday. So you're going to get a clearer picture. Uh,
2: If I could jump in there, um, I do think he's ready to fight them. I think he's ready to get his ass whooped by both of those guys. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) I think that's probably what's that. Realistically, that's what's going to happen. See, we had this this talent gap. And Hermanson and Strickland aren't the worst fighters in the world, obviously, but I don't think they're better than Vittori. I mean, I don't even... You told me Vittori was ranked that low? I was like, you that's got to be a mistake. Like, he just fought for the title.
1: Yeah, he just that, fought for...
2: I mean, gee, you said 11. I'm like, wow. they like uh did he kill somebody? And they found out and docked him? Like, what happened? I just... I. Wow, I mean, if if that's the case, UFC needs they need a ma- they need a major overhaul anyway. But if that's the case, man, my God, like what's what's really going on with that place? Well, Sean,
3: th- just to interrupt you so you don't have to go any further on this, I was using Tapology, and I'm quite a fan of Tapology at times. Um, don't want to badmouth them right now, but I have just went on the UFC rankings, and Marvin Vittoria is number two. When I read that okay. Marvin Vittori was number eleven. And I looked at who I was looking at, topology, who are very good at what they do. Um, I'm now quite disappointed for them making us look so stupid. <laughs> you know? Like, come on now. 2 to 11 is a massive gap. So, so yeah. just to they correct... Make,
2: that's, that's an error. That's just an error. Yeah, just to error. correct that's
3: everyone, you know, Israel assigned the champion, Rob Whitaker, number one contender. He will be fighting him on Saturday. Marvin Vittori, two. Jared Canonier and Derek Brunson, three and four. So, there is a little bit of wiggle uh, wiggle room between um your Jack Romance and your Sean Strickland to the top it's it's a bit of a bigger gap like you just said um but for me yeah I just Sean Strickland perhaps a uh, Paulo Costa or even a Marvin Vittori, maybe you know Marvin with a big win against Costa Costa's, Costa's never right.
2: fighting Costa's um, never fighting that that way again Hey, and uh, for everybody not knowing, my interns just handed me some papers. Uh, They was handing me some notes during that, actually. Uh, Put these away, please. They're unpaid interns. Michael, say hi. Just say hi. Hi. Okay. That is is, uh, Michael Joseph Covington, unpaid intern number one. So if you hear these unpaid interns uh, wreaking havoc in the back, it is because they do not get paid. Not in anything other than like juice and cookies, so. Yeah,
3: Sean's a bit like Dana White. He's a very um, doesn't
2: really pay his, his, his <laughs> They got a plan. Reebok deal. They get free <laughs> gear. <laughs> they get free gear. <laughs> hey, you, you hear that, Dana? That's how bad your stuff is. That's, That's how, a how bad shaker. it is. That's a so yeah, I I don't I don't see Hermanson getting a real fight next. He needs to go to. P- I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna start doing this. He needs to go to PFL. We're not a UFC uh, 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 podcast. We're an MMA podcast. He needs to get the hell out of there. They need to fight lower competition because it's not good to be the uh, a middle-of-the-road guy in the UFC. Be a top dog. Be a big fish in a small pond then. People say they're not fighting the best competition. You know, tell that to Michael Chandler. And uh, uh, who's the guy that Conor McGregor beat up and then he got sent to the hospital when he went over to one championship. Why can't I oh, have Oh, Eddie you? Alvarez. Yes. He he was still a champion. Look look, as much as I I, I, I poo poo on him, okay, he was a champion. He came over there and got a championship and Chandler was in a championship fight immediately. And then a contenders fight after that. Well not immediately you get what I'm saying. Anyway, he was he was he is where he is as well. I, I, there's no reason to be in there with these guys if you can do it at a high level somewhere else. That's what we need to see more of. Hermanson can go over and make millions of dollars somewhere else. Go to one championship. Leave. Just leave. That's
1: um, all i mean. Get out of here. Um, yeah, I in mean... In terms
2: of playing in the dirt. I think
3: it's not a bad idea to... Suggest perhaps guys at the caliber, you know, because like you said there, they're not bad fighters. You know, Jack Manson, he's, he's ranked number six, that's in the world, and the UFC is the best combat sports organization in terms of um, martial arts um, outside of boxing, obviously. But number six in the world is incredible, you know, to get to that point. But there is a big gap from then to the champion Israel Adesanya, and considering his rocky path so far in his UFC career. Like you said, a big fish in a small pond. I don't even think he would view it like that. If you were to tell him now, you can get a deal in PFL, Bellator, Eagle FC, um, which I'm currently writing something about, um, and um, a lot of exciting things coming out of that organisation from what I've read and things like that. So just, you know, any of those organisations. You'd send a Jack in there, he becomes... He doesn't become the whole organization; becomes a ma- massive part of that, you know. And the UFC is just another part. And um, I think it would do. I think I think guys and 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 girls that are at a bit of a crossroads in their careers, like a Kevin Lee, like a Tony Ferguson, these type of guys where it's not working out. Um, for you know, it doesn't have to be just UFC, but it, it, you know that is the most um, notable. So just to give a few examples there, you know, the act, it's, it's like the act sometimes where, oh, we're not winning here, so we can't win anywhere, and it has to be here. No, it doesn't have to be here. You could easily just go, get out of your contract, and go and sign with PFL, go and sign with Bellator. You know, Sean says lower competition. It, you really need that. Yeah, I mean, we definitely lower need competition, that. But would it necessarily be lower competition, or would it just be a change of mindset to say, It's not the the number one, but I can be number one here. And I think that's something that some guys need to consider.
2: I mean, because people always joke about Ryan Bader. Oh, Bader, you know, he had to leave and go and be a champ there. And it's like, but he is a champ there. And the only person he didn't really beat was, I mean, I know he lost to Machida, but, you know, he lost to John Jones. He shouldn't have lost Machida to Machida. I think that was his last fight in the UFC. That was yeah. complete garbage. He did not lose that fight. I don't know what they would watch him, but there's no way he lost that fight. Like, whatever. I mean, it shouldn't have went to a decision to begin with. He should just knocked him out and then, uh, you know, went about his business. Anyway, he only lost to a former champion. You know, like, his, his, his big losses were to a former champion and to, uh, you know, John Jones, who was the current champion. So, what's the big deal? I mean, sure. What like there's he doesn't need to worry about his place in in mixed martial arts. I know people are gonna rank others in front of him, but why? For instance, someone would say uh, Jan Blachowicz is way better than Ryan Bader, right? Just because he's in the UFC. Cool, but how? How is he better when Bader was holding multiple titles? At the same time he had like four or five championship belts on him at one point I mean I know I get what you know I was, he just he was just crazy he was just laced with gold i mean there, it, do you not want to be ryan Bader there's,
1: do you
3: no not way be to, there's no way to to totally know until you pair them against each other so it's it's proven to your point of you know we say that Jan yambogovit for example, or um you know a gayguard missace or a Douglas Lima are better or worse than the division champions in the other organization. We don't know until we see crossover events, but unfortunately I don't think that will ever happen.
2: And, and you know, they should happen because it's not like uh, I think it get you more money, to be honest, or I, I think Dana doesn't want to do it because he'd probably get priced out. And um, he would, like people would just leave. Yeah. They just start to leave the UFC when they see that they don't have to deal with him like that, but let's do a little uh, uh, pro wrestling comparison, as I also, i still so love to do. Sure, you can go to AEW and get paid a lot of money if you're a big name, but are you really getting, like, to be around the best? People say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 but, like, Bellator is AEW. They got money. They can pay you. But they ain't the top dog. They're not. You can't even really see that stuff like that. Like, you don't really care about it. WWE, UFC, on the other hand, like, they have the John Joneses. Well, you used to, anyway. The Francis Naganoos and stuff like that. And you, you're going to say, oh, yeah, that's where I want to be, around those guys. And um, this is where the comparison breaks down. They don't pay, like UFC doesn't pay you anything. WWE pays you very handsomely. I, and, and that's why people don't understand. Why would they go? Why would Ronda Rousey go do fake fighting? Hey, um, dumbass, they're paying her millions to do, quote unquote, fake fighting when she was, uh, I don't know, getting knocked the hell out for what again? What was she making when she was being knocked out? It happened. It happened twice. How much money did she make in those fights? Let's just be for real. What was her base pay for those fights. I don't want to hear about pay-per-view points and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Don't want to hear that. That's garbage. Tell me what they paid her out of her pocket, not what other people contributed to her in the crowdfunding PPV point garbage. Don't care about that. Throw that out. What was her base pay? And then you'll know what's really going on. That's that's why Dana White wouldn't ever have anything like that. Ever. it it, it it'd price them out and these guys would understand that they could kind of do their own thing somewhere else. Like people, you know, people leave AEW, uh, WWE all the time to go to AEW. But when you find yourself there, what are you going to make of it? What do you, you know, and, and that's, that's what I'm concerned about when I say, hey, people should go to Bellator or they should go to PFL. Like, what are they going to make of it? I want to see Jack Hermanson with some gold around his waist. I do. Um, but can we see that? Is he like you say is it is it a, is it going to be a mindset change or is it a, is it a level in competition change we kind of need to be able to gauge that more um and one of the things i thought of i was i was just thinking of a few minutes ago is we should do our own draft we should have a we should just kind of take the uh just the ranked MMA fighters we could do it by by division like a fantasy draft yeah we do a fantasy draft hey interns aren't allowed in here right now get out
1: i mean um, filming
2: just
3: it's uh that's a good idea um also you know because we do like to look through the rankings you know get our sort of opinions across on the fighters and things like that but i like what you said about jack Romanson there um i think i think I think fighters like Jack Romanson the situation he finds himself in are are you know they need a little bit of a change in some way it doesn't have to be change in the organization totally it doesn't have to be moving gyms I just think something sometimes there just needs to be a little tweak because I I do see talent in Jack Romanson and I, you know for me if you were to say the best Jack Romanson versus the best Sean Strickland I'd say Jack Romanson would win but that doesn't always happen and um you know, it's it's one of those where you sort of,
1: people uh, uh, that time,
3: yeah, it's just, it's a bit like a good and a bad um, sort of element to that fight, I thought. I think a lot of people don't like Sean Strickland. A lot of people like um, Jack Romanson. I think he's quite like a, a face, if you will, another WWE reference there. Um, yeah. You know, baby face, ja- um, Sean Strickland, a bit of a heel in some ways from what he says. from time to time but you know it was it was a tough fight it was a gruelling fight it wasn't the most technical fight um but sean strickland did deserve to the win and he did dominate the fight but just so we run um round circle on this sean there was a bit of a controversial i say a bit of but it was controversial Sal Diamato, one of the judges for the UFC, scored the contest for Jack Romanson when it was clearly a Sean Strickland win. They got a lot of, um, you know, bad reaction from um, social media. Um, Eric Mm -hmm. Nixick, Sean Strickland's head coach, said something in a tweet, I believe, or an Instagram post. What, you know, we'll talk about this going forward. It's talked about every week almost about judges and things. Just. Give me a bit of perspective from, like, how you think about things. When you see a fight, you score it what, wherever you score it. You look for whatever you look for in a fight to t- determine who wins. And you then go online and you see that a lot of other people are thinking the same way you are. And it seems like the only person in the world is who thinks that way is that judge that scores it. Like, What's going through your head when you see some of these outlandish decisions by these judges?
2: Um, now, I think some of them are doing drugs, and <clears throat> I mean Incredible. that i've been I've been to these places they're probably doing drugs, man, like let's be for real. I've seen the type of uh girls they bring there and what they are there to do No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not the girls, but the, the judges. I've, I've, seen, I've seen what judges do. They're, they're human, just like all of us. I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong. I'm saying what they may be there for. They could be swayed. They could be, they might not be paying attention. I've seen judges not pay attention. I, the, fight the fight i the fight I just spoke of, I went to in Gold Country Casino. I was next to a judge that scored it completely the opposite as I did. And I said, "What the hell was he looking at? Like, what was he looking at? It was a clear. Like, he scored that round clear for the other guy. He like, damn near ten 8 him the way he, you know, the way he was doing the scorecards. And I was like, "Yo, what? I was like, that's you were right here next to me. You saw the guy lose the round and you scored it for him." Um, it was weird. I got I actually caught some heat over that because um the guy, the actual fighter didn't like that. I say he lost a round. And um I, I mean he won the fight, sure, but he lost that round clearly because he was on the ground the whole the entire time. The guy almost tapped him out. He was he put two submissions on him, right? He didn't have them for a long time, but he was working them the whole round. And he said, Hey man, I won that fight. I didn't lose a round. I said, You lost that round because you won your ass. And you were on your back. You you won the first three clean and easy. And you got you started showboating and got lazy and tired in the third. I mean the fourth round. He cleaned them up. He cleaned up real real good in the fifth. But you know, uh, it's 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 about favorites, man. John Jones lost three fights in front of our face. Three of them. Three of them. And and they people don't care. These judges are out here just doing whatever they want to do partying it's oh yeah man i'm gonna live it up i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that And yeah i guess this fight's on i've seen the judge not even looking at the fight like in his phone and as a matter of fact the day it was was the uh normaga and mcgregor fight and that i think that's when he threw a chair that's when they had the the, the post-fight scrum if you will um, so he was watching that, and I kind of don't blame him, but like I wasn't a judge, so I do blame him. Um, but yeah, man, they just—they're uh, clearly um, doing something on the side that is not
1: conducive to judging something properly, whether that be being drunk with power or just. Nope, I'm gonna
2: say drunk with power. I think most of them are drunk with power. Like uh, if you remember years back, the Canelo, uh, the Canelo and Triple G fight, the first one or even second one, one of them was both of them were terrible. Not both of them was terrible with as far as one judge, but yeah, that first one, like it shouldn't have been a draw. Uh, Canelo clearly lost that fight. Like he lost, he got beat up. Um, He got outpaced, beat up, and he looked like he did against Floyd Mayweather. Just frustrated, but somebody, the way they scored that was bad, like Canelo, Canelo should not have won a round, I'll tell you that, you want to say it was a draw,
1: Canelo can't win a round yeah what you said there, some people might be
3: like, what is he talking about in terms of like, judges and what you've seen and stuff, all that's true that happens um judges not looking judges on their phones and you just think this is two guys who are in the octagon ring if it's boxing whatever and they're giving everything they've got to get a win for money for legacy for whatever it is whatever they're chasing whether it's just to put food on the table for their families because they love the sport, it doesn't matter what the reason is, what the problem is is that they're doing this, and they're putting themselves in a lot of danger, and these judges at times don't even care and you could say, well, they've got a lot of, they watch like twelve to thirteen fights in an event. it's not you know you don't see the commentators just stopping midway through talking and going on their phones or you know the the security on their phone. It, 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 why is it that the most important um people in that sort of aspect of fighting, outside of the referees' um job, why are they the ones not paying attention? Out of everyone that's there, they need to be paying attention, and they're not. And it's it's become it's always been a problem for a while. It keeps happening. It's going to keep happening before anything's done about it. But at least you can do. Is watch
1: the fight. The
2: yeah. uh, oh, thing about the oh, UFC oh, yeah. is they the uh, fighters don't make it interesting. Um, they they get comfortable. They get comfortable and they don't they don't engage. With Bellator, I don't I don't get bored like that, you know. Um, UFC, if it's a boring fight, it is far more boring. Like it's the most boring fight on the planet. In, any, in, uh, in an indie promotion, any one of them, no matter how boring the fight is, I don't know who they are, so it's still exciting. Anything can happen. When you watch two, two fighters in the UFC go at it, you know whether or not something's going to happen. And nine times out of ten, nothing's going to happen. Because they're looking to protect spots. They're not looking to finish fights just looking to protect spots you know i i really got on Kobe covington about this before because he was just looking to win the fight by outpacing the guy and by rule you should be going for a finish in mixed martial arts like if you're not going for a finish and it goes to scorecard like imagine if i say on paper neither fighter went for a finish that's a draw right
1: Yeah, I mean, it's
3: it's a hard one. It really is because what you're saying there is true, but sometimes a fighter just, you know, you watch and perhaps for some reason something's gone wrong in the training or whatever, and they're not totally prepared for the full 15 or 25 minutes. And, you know, for 25 minutes, that is main events. That is, you know title fights that shouldn't happen where you're unless you're Derek Lewis who you know is very open with his cardio um and struggle of doing main events but outside of that it's like you should be ready but if you're not to go the full distance and, and you start to take your foot off the gas but that shouldn't hinder um a result um I know what you're saying about both guys going for it and it could be a draw and if, if both are doing it you've got a good point but You'll see some guys and they'll push the, the pace. Um whatever whatever the that judge was looking at in the Sean Strickland fight, I mean what what he was seeing Jack Romanson do in most of the rounds that that you know the other two judges and everyone watching weren't, it's just you'd have to ask him, be in his mind to to do that. But it's it's a crazy um sport to be involved in and if you're not totally in with it, it's it's difficult to get on board with your decisions and, and you being the person that is making decisions at such a high level. You know, we are talking about the UFC, this is millions of people are watching, you know, there's not millions of dollars being put out to the fighters, but there's a lot of money getting out, put out by the UFC um, in some ways. And it's a high level production and yet you've got low level judges at times doing your cards and it brings the, the product down at times. It, it just doesn't, you know, when you watch a good fight, or a good comeback you know the guy gets beat up in the first round but he but he wins the next two and for some reason the judges giving mm. the first two rounds to the, to the guy that only won the first and you're like what have you not seen and it becomes really frustrating and um it's just i'm not i don't have the answer I don't think anyone does otherwise people would be saying it but it's just something needs to change something has to, you know we've got to talk about it more um fighters
2: it's it's just fun. got to be better These fighters have got to fight better. Now, here's – people are going to say, oh, man, I can't believe you said that. But Moreno, Figueredo, three, right? Um, Why didn't one of them go – Why? okay, Figueredo, right? He's trying to win by by any means, and that looked like that was going to be decision, right? He didn't want to outstep. He didn't want to outpace himself or do anything out of the box. He wanted to do enough to win, but he didn't want to do so much that he lost because he was you know, uh, being taken advantage of by Moreno and counter-striking or anything like that. He didn't want to make any mistakes. That's understandable, but he didn't go for a finish, and Moreno had to know he was losing that fight. I mean, I don't care how much bravado he has. You had to know he was losing that fight, or at least think that he wasn't doing so well that he could just coast. Yet, he didn't go for a finish. Nobody took nobody took that um, that 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 step forward, that game changing step to go for the finish. You and you know when it happens because they step on the gas, and neither one of them did that. So you want people to judge your fights correctly, and you want them to, you know, be all in on it. Then you be all in. I know people are like, oh, man, how did you say they weren't all in? Well, neither one of them went for a finish. And Figueredo didn't need to because he was winning, and I get that. But Moreno should have. And I don't know why he didn't. By the the fourth round, he should have been desperate. Um, And not because he was getting destroyed, but because – if 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 it's close, if you're the champ and it's close, or not even a champ, but if it's close, you need to go for the finish. If you believe it is close, even a little close, you need to go for that finish. One, if you don't get the finish, you'll probably get the decision. You know, would you which it'd still be a win? But two, you might need a knockout. You might need a finish in Moreno's case. So they, they you know if you want a judge to pay attention, don't you know if if a judge agrees with me on that, which I'm sure they do, then that's a that's a good reason right there that they're not paying attention to your fight because you're just gonna coast. you're gonna think you don't need a decision uh, you don't need a, a knockout or to go for a finish, but you really do, and they know you do, and they don't see you going for it, so they' just oh, they're just gonna wait him out. he's not gonna do anything, he's not gonna push the pace. I'm going to go on my phone.
3: It's a topic where we can talk about it all for for hours. I think a lot of people would, um, frustratingly, would talk about it. But we will move on because um, there's a few things that are quite exciting um, to preview. But we'll start with Gilbert Burns and Hamza Shumayev being targeted for April 9th for UFC 273 I believe um yes the March show will be in between that so yeah 273 um not I don't think it's completely on yet but just I won't ask you to, to really just discuss the fight just just your thoughts on Hamza and uh, mainly I mean Gilbert Burns has been around for a while um not the most impressive performance against Stephen Wonderboy. it was it was one of those every win every win's a good win, but sometimes a win can look not good. And I think that was that. But yeah, your thoughts on Hamza? Um have you been impressed with what you've seen, considering the you know, the time he took off between getting COVID and coming back and the hype that's you know, he's got his name attached to. What's your thoughts?
1: He's
2: gonna get finished. Uh, Gilbert Burns is gonna introduce him to mixed martial arts. He's gonna get finished. It's not gonna be funny. We're not gonna be talking about him, and that's gonna be the end of all of that. Uh, now, if he finishes Burns, that's very different. But I think I think this is gonna be pretty easy work for uh, Gilbert Burns, to be honest. Um, look, now I knew that Wonder Boy fight was gonna be a snooze fest. God, I knew I, Wonder Boy. Get the hell! Out of NBA, MMA. Like, what are you doing? What is he doing? What is he doing with his life? Like, this is his life. Don't go to PSL. Don't go to Bellator. Just get out. You're not even fighting like you have heart anymore. Like, as a fan, what is he doing? He's not trying to impress me. He's not really trying to win fights either. You're just going to stand there and spar? For, you know, the, the entire fight? What are you doing, man? I know this isn't about him, but Gilbert Burns is going to win this fight. And the worst part about this fight, we're not going to get to see someone uh, explosive ascend. You know, Gilbert Burns is the stopping point. This is where th- he he's a gatekeeper. Whether anybody likes it or not, he's a gatekeeper. And he's a measuring stick. So when you he's a stumbling block. When you stumble against him, you can't get past him, that's the end of your push. You're done. So Kamaev's kind of done, to be honest. This is it. He has to knock him out, or that's it. And I don't mean now, he could have an impressive decision if he if he just if Burns just doesn't let him finish him, you know, um, and he hangs in there and Kamaev just kind of just beats him up. I don't see that happening. I really really don't. I see him just dominating.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby, mama's bringing
1: home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy Judy (laughs)
2: 18 plus. Uh, I, I see Burns dominating um, in a in a really bad way. A very unimpressive. A very. This fight's gonna get booed. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because I think it's getting booed out the gate. I think it's gonna be laying prey and boo boo. It's first round booze.
3: Well, I think it about the booze. Obviously, Gilbert Burns, if he fights the way he fought, wonder it may end up being a booing contest because there's that much hype behind Hamza that as soon as that fight doesn't play out where all the fans, the 20,000 in the arena and all the people watching at home, but obviously the crowd there in attendance, it will. those fights where there's so much anticipation, like the Francis and Cyril Gant, and it starts to go to the ground. Now, there wasn't too much booing in that because it was still quite high level and Francis was just you know, he was just a beast of just doing whatever he could to win the fight with all the injuries and etc. But, I mean, by the, when you have a very um, anticipated fight, perhaps a lot of striking ability between the fighters, and it does go to a wrestling match, and it's a very low-level wrestling match. It's just two guys lying down on top of each other. At times, you can warrant the fact that there's just booing because there's nothing else going on. But I don't think... I don't think Hamza um, can fight like that, I don't think, I think he he's much the type of fighter that wants to please the crowd, he wants to show this crazy energy and crazy stamina of just full-out wrestling strike, and he does it all at the same time, he just, he just, it's like when Brock, Les, Brock Lesnar speared, um, I forget who he was fighting, but he he just ran across the octagon and speared him in half, almost like it was just you know you just don't see that. And Hamzat reminds me a little bit of just that, that sheer intensity. But um, I don't know. I think I think it's an even fight. I think it's it's crazy to say it's an even fight. I mean Hamzat's ten and oh, um, he's not fought. You know, Lee Jung was the the toughest opponent of his career to date. And no no disrespect, that is. Quite a tough opponent but you know you're talking from that to then Gilbert Burns is a big step and you know you're saying I don't think he's ready um I think Gilbert Burns obviously you never know it could it could go either way but I don't know I I sort of had my doubts beforehand um with Hamza um little little doubts not completely doubting but just you can do it at that level where you're fighting guys that haven't really been accustomed to winning, and a loss is not seem so much of a thing because they've had losses before. But when you you take that next step, I don't know if i will be doubting him. Come the Gilbert Burns fight, I think it's a evenly, you know, it's an even matchup. But I'm not sure who you would favor. I, I don't think
2: it's a matchup in terms of um um. Just I just think Gilbert Burns has been around more that's fair long longer you know and um i I don't want to i don't want to say he's so much better and not. that's not about better it's about knowing something different and some fights you run into and you just get stopped you've seen people's momentum just stop like they just wrestle it right out of you and i can see that really ha- happening pretty easily um Especially when you think of guys, you know, when you have a, a charismatic guy, you know, like that. I think the frustration sets in, too. And once you get frustrated against a wrestler, you're done. Like, you can forget about it. You're going to lose. um, and, and really easily. Frustration is going to set in with him. He's going to lose. And that's going to be it. He's going to be done. Once he's exposed, once he's exposed and he gets his ass kicked like I say that is it Like, but it's do, you, gonna
3: be, do yeah. you not think that his you know you're saying about the exposure I'm assuming you're meaning the, you know the wrestling pedigree yeah, of but from what you've seen do you not think I mean I, I would have agreed with that before but I'm what I'm seeing now I mean let's not forget that Hamza Chemaev isn't just you know waiting, waiting around fighting in the UFC and then going to training he's He's in a lot of these grappling competitions, and what I see um, says to me that is there going to be that much of a level between the, the wrestling and grappling um, aspects of the fight between him and Gilbert Burns? I I, I see Hamzat dealing quite well with the wrestling of Gilbert, and, that, and that's crazy. And I don't listen, you know. Gilbert's a in terms of jiu-jitsu, Gilbert, from what we've seen, would be levels above. But we haven't seen much of it from Hamza, and I'm thinking that he may. I hope Gilbert's not thinking this if he's underestimating the the ground game of Hamza. I think that there's something there. I think it's not. I think it, people are thinking that you know if Gilbert can get to the ground, he might be able to control him with his experience, and that might be true. But I don't know. I think Hamza. I think he's becoming very well rounded. I mean, do you see it like a? A striker wrestler. Do you see it where if Gilbert can get him to the ground, he's going to dominate? I don't
2: know. Yeah, I I I just see him dominating. Um, and and the, the biggest reason is the frustration. Mm. Um, once you get frustrated, that's it. I just see Gilbert Burns as a, a, a high level wrestler that knows what he's going to do. Um, versus uh, Kamayev thinking. What he's gonna do, you know. Um, Gilbert Burns knows he could do certain things, and he's gonna do them. And <clears throat> once he employs his his game plan, it's kind no, you're not gonna stop it. Uh, I I wish I wish I could say differently, but um, I haven't. This is, is I could be wrong. I don't think I am. Uh, I don't. It's not. It's not to Say that uh, Kazma Kamaev has not been doing anything or training or that he's not like worthy of the fight because he he clearly is and truly is. It's just that I cannot see past him just being on the ground, just getting worked. Um, it, it's I've, I've seen it too much in 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 the UFC. To think uh, uh, anything different, it, unless Burns comes out really flat, because you know uh, he he, <clears throat> he has a tendency, like you know, like Wonder Boy, he has a tendency to do that. And it's, I, I also I think I think we're forgetting that Burns, although he caught uh, uh, Usman off guard, like he he was about to dominate Usman until Usman got you know he 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 snapped into it you know that championship mentality uh showed itself and it, it it came in handy and he he got back he he righted the ship but he was about to get worked too you know he caught some hands and he was about to get out wrestled he was he he was about to lose that fight really easily however he recovered well i don't think see if if burns came in Wonderboy boy like that he would have just knocked him out if he comes in his in this fight like that he might knock out kamaya but he i don't think he's gonna come like that i think he's gonna be strictly let's let's get him on the ground let's nullify his hands so um i think it'd be boring i think it's gonna be really boring in that way i could be wrong
1: but i don't burns does not strike me as a guy that's not gonna be boring Um I'm not sure
3: any fight can go anyway, but boring I wouldn't attach to Hamza Chamayev just now, but I can see where you're going with it. I think a lot of times people will build up a fight with a with a fighter personality and fighter style of Hamza and say, oh, I can't be a boring fight. This can't be a bad fight, and it turns out to be a bad fight. But hopefully it will be a good fight. and we do look forward to seeing it being finalised and put on. at UFC two seven three, um,
2: Burns, oh. hold on. Burns and Wonderboy on paper sounded good, too. That looks like a good fight. I'll defend that part of it. It looks like it's good. Sounds good, but yeah. Yeah,
3: but it wasn't. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, Conor McGregor. Um, uh, where do we start? <laughs> it's just, I mean, I know sort of your opinions, um, but... There was a video posted, I think it was on his Instagram, he deleted it, he tends to do that with his social media stuff, to post, delete, post, delete, but a video of him lying down eating some form of chocolate or lollipop, whatever it was, I don't know, but he he was somewhat intoxicated um, whilst doing it. It was a very strange video, Um, he was laughing at himself, he was... You know, just not really what you see from anyone else. um Nor should you want to really, but it's just one of things of many that come out of the last few months of, you know, he's not, okay, we're, we're not being too critical. He's not what he once was a few years ago where he was completely out of control. He's still got a lot of um, things going on positively in his life, I'd imagine, but well. What's your thoughts, um, not just on him possibly coming back and fighting in the lightweight division, perhaps going for a title shot again, just on a fighter that's, you know, took the sport to where it is today, won it all, um, done everything, one of the best um, characters, fighters, um, stories you'll ever see, but w- w- what do you think of right now in terms of where he's at, what he's doing, and um how he's acting?
2: Well, it's, it's a ranks to riches story. And, you know, um <clears throat> he's probably going to be broke soon because a fool and his money are so imparted. He's a damn fool. So, <laughs> you know, he, he'll probably be broke. I feel bad for him because you hear him talk sometimes and you can hear the sincerity in who he really is and it's great but then but most of the time you hear all the you know the nonsense the goofy instagram posts and most of the time it's it's the, the fame and the uh, the drunkenness from the fame talking and um it's just it's super unfortunate because uh it's the same thing with John Jones he uh, John Jones he's a high level athlete and he was getting the LeBron James treatment his whole life. And you could tell. And, you know, he's an arrogant uh, clown, just like LeBron James. And uh, yeah, I don't like LeBron James because you didn't know. But he's, yeah, he's an arrogant clown, just like LeBron. You know, Connor's, I tell you this Connor is, is doing worse things than them. Man, and I'm saying that about John Jones. He's doing worse things than him because he's doing it to his whole family and he there's no end in sight. You know, he's not hit rock bottom yet and he, he just needs to stop. I, I don't <clears throat> I don't see him fighting and winning again. He should fight cowboy and then we'll determine whether or not He's still a good fighter. If he could just knock Cowboy out, great. You want to see him he fight do- Cowboy again? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Because Cowboy didn't give himself a fair shot in that fight. Not at all. So uh, Cowboy was too busy uh, letting Stephen A. Smith be right about him and uh, <laughs> be a clown. Oh, you don't know MMA. It's like, well, yeah. Well, If he doesn't know MMA, how did he know that you weren't prepared to fight Conor McGregor? Because he knew you was gonna start off slow. How did he predict exactly what you were gonna do? And and he was extremely respectful after it happened too. He was like, "Well, I asked him. He, we were on the show, and even even um Max, because he was rude. Even Max Kellerman, who was who was a fighter, fight a uh, fight analysis guy. Uh, he he didn't he didn't let him be that rude either. He didn't let him fall for it. He just you know he was uh." He was like, nah, man, like that's a fair question. I'm on, I'm gonna back up my partner on him and, and on it. And uh I just think that, you know, Dana White and Connor are responsible for that. So like when you say, you know, he is responsible for where the sport is. And that's unfortunate too. Look at John Jones, look at Nagano. It's not about them asking for more money, you know, but it's the behavior that goes along with it. If Michael Jordan and Tim Duncan ask for more money, I'll give them more money. you know if lebron james john well, I, I'll leave him out of that because he doesn't do anything out of outside of the court off the court. you know, uh, he does say make stupid statements politically, but and 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 I you know, but I, I that's at least it's just a statement. He's not going out and going on a Coke binge and trying to kill pre- you know uh, hitting get into car accidents with pregnant women
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law.
1: 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: In other countries, like Conor McGregor, like really bad things. Um, uh,
1: but they, uh what I mean is, everybody's got a bad attitude.
2: Everybody in 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 uh, MMA has a bad attitude. I hope Usman. Remember how bad Woodley was? Horrible. Uh, I hope Usman doesn't get that attitude. I felt like he might go that way in his last fight. I felt like he might do it. He still might. Um, jury's out right now. I don't even know who's going to fight next. But if he starts asking for more money, it's McGregor's fault. And 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 Conor McGregor isn't even around to do anything. Like he's not even he's not even around to do the interviews. Better than what cow. Cal- it shouldn't have been Cowboy on first take. It should have been Conor McGregor, you know, because he could he could do say do and say things that others can't, but in a way that also won't get him in trouble, you know. Uh, most of the times he's doing it in other ways that do get him in trouble, but he does have the ability to be charming and blah blah blah, you know. It's just uh, he's he's a clown right now. He's got to hit rock bottom. And before he does, you know, before he does that, he's gonna be on a nasty losing streak. Like he probably won't win his next five fights if he even has five fights left in him.
3: Well, you know, he
1: is kind of on a losing streak just now. Um anyway, but it's where do you go? I mean the problem is is that people can sit and rehab
3: Well <laughs> Well, I think he's I think he's perhaps already checked in there once or twice, but you you won't know. And people, you know, us sitting here, a lot of other media outlets and people, fans, you know, the, the couch warriors will sit and discuss and debate. But you can only know if you're inside the mind, and no one is other than himself. So we don't know what's coming. Um, you think from the fighting aspect of his life, the cowboy fight makes sense. I I can understand that. You know, we said a few weeks ago that those two are sort of... Right now, I mean, you could argue that Connor's at a much higher level if he's on form, which is, of course, true. But right now, in terms of current form, like, is there much of a difference? I'm hearing Michael Chandler as a potential opponent for his next fight, which makes somewhat of a sense i think michael chandler's proved that he's at a bit of a higher level right now um than conor mcgregor but obviously i don't think he will turn that fight down i just you've got to make the the comparison and separate the two of is he going to fight because he wants to fight he tells everyone that he loves this you know the game he loves the training that the keeping in shape, the the fighting aspect, the learning still of the, of martial arts and you partner that with, is that just a bit of talk to say that you want to still be, you know, be classed as relevant, a talking point in the sport, you know, because if you used to come out now and say, oh, you know what, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm just about there now, I'm enjoying my life and all that type of stuff, you start he- hearing that, um, it's like Tom Brady when Recently, when he retired, uh, or retired once, and then it wasn't official, but then it became official. And you he, he start hearing about the family aspect. He, you know, he wants to step away because of his wife. And if Connor starts doing stuff like that, then we'll know. But the, the problem is is that he still seems, when he talks to media, when he talks on his social medias, he still seems like he's at least trying to you know, convey that he is still dedicated and hungry and so focused, which is fine. Him saying that, but then when you see what you're seeing, and it, the way it translates in a fight, it doesn't come across. It's like Sean Strickland when he talks about it, and then the result doesn't go his way, or if it does go his way, it's still it's not the way he says. I mean, you can't predict things. Connor famously did predict things a few years ago, but it doesn't it doesn't match up. If he if, if he's saying these things that he's you know he's focused and 100% dedicated, but then he's in pubs and he's drinking and he's, you know, he's living the life of uh, one of the most famous people in the world, but...
1: He's he, hustling. He's mm. hustling us and he's he's trying to hustle us, but he's really hustling himself. That's what I, it is. I don't, I don't know what it is. I I think it's there's a big
3: cloud over that whole um, Conor McGregor just journey now i think it's you know it's all set in stone um i really, i i'm now at the point where i don't even know if i want to see him fight again it's crazy i used to you know it, me as long with so many others would just would love it it was the fight week it was the build-up after those poirier fights it's like for me i kind of think oh, i know you're not at that level with these guys these guys are these guys because of being so active and things i don't know if i can see you in these fights again. I hope I do because it's it lifts the sport. It, it brings so much positive yeah. to it. But, I mean, and the beauty of it, if I say this and he comes and he, and he proves me wrong, he proves everyone wrong, that's a win-win because, yeah, you were wrong, but you got something so much better out of it than me being right. I don't want to be right now with what I'm saying. But, for me, it's the only way I can see it right now. I mean, Michael Chana, what, like, what would you give him um, a chance in that fight, for instance? No. You know?
2: I don't even know why you, I don't know why you mentioned that if you want to see him fight again, because Michael Chandler is the one that's going to send him to his grave, not his grave, he's going to see his career to his grave, like, he's going to kill it, he's done, that's the last fight he should ever have, he's, he's, Michael Chandler is a young, hungry, and better, a younger, hungrier, and better Conor McGregor, I don't even know if he's actually younger, but you get what I'm saying. I don't care. He could be older. I don't care if he was ten years older. He's still younger than Conor McGregor in a lot of ways. He, you know, he, he's just he's gonna knock him out. He's he's gonna blitzkrieg him, man. Yeah, like no, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see that fight until there's other fights they can make. Um,
3: Tony Ferguson.
2: Yeah. Uh, who else is in there?
3: Um, I mean you've got you've got Benil and um. Islam scheduled to fight each other. They, why
2: not Woodley? Uh, Woodley, well, I think, he, I think the boxing's jump. keeping him away. Yeah, but he can like, Connor can jump, so we can put him in two different you know, why not uh, Volkanovski? Why not Holloway? Oh, Just you
3: saying. know, Vol- Volkanovski um, obviously scheduled to fight in April, but I see what you're saying. I mean, Max Holloway's a good idea. Like that yeah, like that idea.
2: I, I think that's um, really good that's a really good That's a really good uh for me fight that
3: makes sense. I I'd like him to stay at lightweight. I think welterweight is, he's too he's too small for the top guys in welterweight. I think I think he's too big for featherweight now. I mean you, you know, you look at him now, he he looks like a, a welterweight stroke middleweight with how much weight he's put you know, muscle he's put on, but you know, that will obviously cut your in, in in training for a fight. I think lightweight is um, the problem is, Lightweight's the deepest division in the UFC. It's the most um competitive division, and I don't see him winning a belt again in the Lightweight division. So it's whether he just wants to fight, whether he wants to go for another title shot. If he was to want to go for a, a title, it would be... I mean, you look at... Welterweight's got Kamaru Usman, the pound-for-pound pound number one, and Felderweight's got Alex Volkanovsky, who doesn't look like he's going to lose a fight again, unless it's under the name Max Holloway, which you know could easily happen. but. I just, you know, Gaethje's fighting Oliveira. Poirier's around, but he's not going to fight him for the fourth time unless somehow the UFC can just lie. I up and right lie to us that we need to see this fourth fight. I don't think people want to. Um, Michael Chandler's fifth. You know, three and four are scheduled. So, I, you know, I, you don't want Michael Chandler. I can see them making Michael Chandler. I can see them making uh, Dos Anjos, who's six. Tony Ferguson's seven. I mean, he's got options. He's always got options. You know, they have guys that are ranked 15,
1: 14, 13, 25, 35, 45. Give and him Wonderboy.
2: They'll want it. Give him, him Wonderboy. Oof.
3: Mm. Masvidal, after his Kobe Covington fight. I mean, we're you know, we're just dreaming here a little bit, but it's, you know, it, there is some form of... Um, reality to this because I do believe he will fight again I do believe he wants to fight again I just don't know if I want to see it again but we will see Conor McGregor soon to be again in the headlines you know after that initial story of him doing whatever he was doing after a few drinks I think he was but um, we'll move on are we going to be here I'm going to be here all night Sean I think it's you know, it's getting late here for me already. But um, Nunes and Peña agreed for the Ultimate Fighter new series to be coaches starting May the 3rd. Your thoughts, obviously the UFC are, are trying to build this storyline again um, for the rematch, the anticipated rematch. I read today that Amanda Nunez said that she wants Juliana Peña to enjoy every single day that she holds that belt because it was a mistake that she beat her the first time partly amanda yeah. said that i wasn't there that night and i'm coming back for that belt so what's your thoughts on um those two being scheduled for the ultimate fighter to build that story i, mean, for the I me.
2: think it's a <clears throat> great idea <throat> to do that when i saw that i said good they care they're actually going to build it because um there was one or two I, I said, you know, she was gonna lose again if she fought immediately because she was, because she wasn't she still wasn't there. But she knew she wasn't there that day. She said it was a mistake. That mistake was giving up. You know, we saw her. She was like, Yeah, yeah, I tap out, whatever, right? But we saw her do it. And uh that was a mistake. Her giving up, her not being fully there, she's gonna come through and she's gonna destroy Panya. No, you saw her face out when she got hit a couple of times. She's not even gonna let uh, Pena hit her. Or if she lets her let her let Pena hit her, it won't matter. We saw that she was hitting her, and it wasn't mattering anyway. Like she more so pushed Amanda Nunes down. But now that Amanda Nunes knows that she uh, she she knows that it was a mistake. She admitted that. Then yeah, man, it's it's, it's gonna be. It's going to be good. I mean, there's, there's the whole story is go- it's just right in itself. And um, we'll probably get Val- uh,
1: her and Valentina right after that. Well, I think it's good that
3: there is, I mean, the ultimate fighter for me, if you look at the last series with Volkanovski and Ortega, The best thing that came out of that series was um, the fact that the fight was so good. I mean, it was was a great fight. Those months of media and television building up for the fight between the two was all worth it because it delivered. It really did. Um, I think that'll continue here. But as I know, I... There's something to me that that says that the fact that Amanda Nunes was so willing and so eager to get this turned around quickly, and you know Juliana Wood, she said, you know, I'll fight you, give me a couple of weeks and I'll fight you again. So she was always ready to defend it again. I think that's just her riding the wave of confidence that she's got, thinking that she can beat her again. Um, But the, the story to me is that Amanda took no time really away to... You know, it's been what a month, five five weeks, um, since since like the the period where you'd expect an answer from Amanda, and she's answered with signing to get the um, the ultimate fighter underway, which would obviously then build up to a fight being scheduled, um, probably around May June time, but it's it's a good way to to sort of revitalise this now rivalry, I think. The way Juliana came across in the press conferences for the first fight um, showed that she wasn't scared, showed that she thought she could beat her, and she ended up di- did doing. But on one hand, like we talked about off camera, um, did Amanda Nunes get beat or did she just not turn up? Um, yeah. yeah. It's difficult. And I think I think that it's good that they're doing this Ultimate Fighter because I think some answers are gonna be um some questions are gonna be answered, sorry, because I think Amanda's gonna show us a side where she sort of explains herself in a way. I mean she doesn't need to, but I think she will and I think we'll we'll get a different sides to this rivalry. I hope it becomes about rivalry. I think this could be a, a good point for the UFC because like we said, there's not many Big rivalries. There's not not really any, to be honest. Um, and you could yeah, build yeah. the you know the if she gets the belt back, Amanda, then you think, oh, okay, maybe the Shevchenko fight now. You know you could build that, but it all depends on the fight itself. If it's, if it's a good fight, then it's it's been worthwhile. If it's not, I think the Ultimate Fighter series has sort of dipped a little bit. Um, Definitely. I think the introduction of the the Contender series. Um has helped that that process, but listen we'll we'll wait and see we'll i think I think Pena might be the favorite going into the to the second fight, which is crazy um i don't I wouldn't hover because
2: so, that people can get a lot of money off of that,
3: <laughs> yeah, us included, i think but uh <laughs> um. I wouldn't I wouldn't say she'd be the favorite, but I can see why she could be. Um it's just a good fight. It, it, it was a it was a strange fight, the first one, but I think the rematch is gonna be a good fight. What well, do you think the same or do you think it could be another one of those strange performances from Amanda?
2: No, I think the fact that she knows she had a bad performance this last fight, that she's she's gonna come back like Doug Rose did. You know, it was just a Doug Rose moment, you know, where she was kind of like, Oh, well, you know, the The monkeys off of my back. She lost the title. She dropped it. I don't see her not. I don't see her ever doing that again. Uh, Not coming prepared for a fight, and I see Valentina losing that
1: uh, the fight between them two. I I think that's where it's gonna go. I I can only see the the Juliana performance to me.
3: It seemed like everything had to go that way for her to win. To me, it felt like if she was going to win, it was going to have to be at the detriment of Amanda Nunes, whether it be a fatigue issue, not in the right mindset, not there. And, you know, you hear this from fighters, the fact that they've, they've arrived at the arena, they're fine. They get in the locker room, they're fine. But then something just flips at the last second or something, you know, just before they make the walk or on the walk it's something just goes and they can't get it back you know Tyron Woodley springs to mind and in the Kamaru Usman fight now people might say that he just got dominated and controlled to me it it seemed like now don't get me wrong Kamaru Usman and Tyron Woodley if they fought 10 times Kamaru Usman wins probably 10 of them but that fight to me seemed like something was off with Woodley and obviously a lot of fights since seemed like that as well
2: No, I felt that same way, and I think it was. uh, I think when you're the champ, you just you just become bored with it all. You really do. Like, look at how you know they were winning. When you when you're a dominant champ, there's nothing that's really gonna get you out of bed or get you motivated for a fight. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey was the was the type of person that would motivate herself. To fight people and take things personally, you know, um, uh, and the reason for that was because there was nothing else really driving her. Like she, she, she seems like a pretty happy person other than her being a fighter. And when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, well, how is she able to fight people? Well, she just, you know, uh, she, she just would manufacture, uh, heat just so she could go out there and do what she does best. Um, Pena's not gonna understand i don't i don't think she's gonna understand the fight she's in this time um yeah she fought amanda nunez amanda nunez knows how she works now she knows to stay out of range of her really weak punches anyway but i don't even think she's gonna let her punch her she she might just to show how her how weak her punches really are but she might do it just to see that oh i not even if i was really here i i wouldn't even she's gonna dominate her this is where this is where her head is, um, and uh, I don't think that she'll be that lazy champion again. Um, who else was a a lazy champ? Uh, Usman clearly isn't. I think I think for the first two minutes of the uh, Gilbert Burn first round of the fir- uh, Gilbert Burns fight, yes, he was a lazy fighter, and he came out there, he got caught slipping, and that's and Burns started to put it to him, but he righted that ship pretty quickly.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, it's yeah. like what well, you're getting at there, it, it reminds me, do you, do you think that the Amanda Nunes performance was down to the fact that, you know, it seemed like it was impossible for her to lose, you know, the odds, everyone saying greatest woman yeah. of all time, do, do you think it's her listening to that noise, listening to the fact that, you know, there's nothing really that she can do in Juliana that's going to worry me, that yeah. At this point it's just routine, or do you think it was more it was just an off night? What what would you lean towards? More? It was both.
2: It's right. Both. I mean, it, it led to the off night. You know, she would mm. um yeah, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, listen she every once in a while people look up and they see what they've accomplished. And that's uh, that's why they tell you never to look up like that. They say, Don't read the papers, don't do anything. Keep doing what you do to got you there to get you there because if you if you look up and look at your accomplishments, you're gonna set yourself back to square one. Um, <clears throat> and she looked up and said, "Oh man, this girl can't beat me." And stop training, stop giving a damn. And she had an off night because of it, because that's not who she is. That's not how she acts. That's not how she acted when she fought Ronda Rousey, you know. Um, and we just we talked about earlier about how judges get bored. If you're a judge and you're watching the fighters, imagine a fighter getting bored and how bored they w- really must be, you know, to get bored anyway. And she was just bored. She was done with it all. She had already done what she had done. And <clears throat> that, that was kind of it for that. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand. I hope this lady don't let that it's dog boo in my yard. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> New homeowner stuff. <stopped. laughs> I was like, yo, don't let your dog do it. But no, the judges just get bored of it all, man. You know, uh, and so do fighters. And once the fighter gets bored and get boring, gets boring, so do the judges. And that's where we're at right now. And she got bored with it. Judges get bored with it. Now she's not bored anymore. She's got a fire, a passion. And nobody's going to be able to stop that. Not even Valentina. She couldn't stop it before. And Valentina was way hungrier than uh, Amanda Nunes in both
3: fights. Who you got going into the rematch, I think um for me it's almost like you know, when you something's so set in stone where it may be a fighter style, you think oh this guy can only win by knockout, this guy can only win by if he gets to the rooker and this girl can only win by submission. Like for me I'm not going by any way. I'm just thinking I don't see Amanda Nunes losing again to Juliana Pena, no matter what happens in the fight. If she gets in a bad position, if she starts to tire again, if she gets clipped, I don't even see if any of those happen, that she doesn't weather the storm this time in a different mindset. I think Amanda Nunes works it out, works the problems out that she's got in her head. Um, I don't think there's many. I just think that was an off night. I think that was a bit of um, complacency put in there. I mean, Amanda Nunes is, you know, to be the greatest of all time, she's going to be the greatest of all time. Like, Stipe Miocic is still the most heavyweight of all time, in my opinion. But what sort of impact does the legacy have if you go into the second fight with Juliana Pena? and you lose again but for me I don't see that happening do you think the same or do you think Juliana can get another win
2: there's a way she can get another win um she beat it the first time and that's as much as it was a fluke you can still build off of that fluke and that's what I was saying uh last time we discussed it that uh, that I, I did not have Amanda Nunez win in the second fight, especially you know, because <clears throat> it was a quick turnaround. I was like, nah, like she's gonna she's gonna lose that fight because she's still out of she's still out of it. But she's not out of it anymore. She has she understands exactly what happened. She's not out of it. So Pena's in a lot of trouble, you know. The fact that she knew what we know about uh you know we she knows now, but we knew about her fighting she understands that she should have never lost that fight. And and because of that, she's coming back for that time. You know, like, th- it changed my mind about where she was, because fighting's mental. It really is. You could be the, you don't have to be the better fighter. I don't think that Masvidal is the better fighter all the time. Um, I'd say pu- uh, pre-knockout Masvidal, yeah, sure, he was, every win he had, he was better than that guy. But after that, he just started knocking people out. And I don't even know if he's a better fighter than them because he just didn't leave it up to that. And I don't think that, you know, he changed his attitude and changed the way you perceive him. And Amanda Nunes is doing that. So I don't perceive it in the same way I did before because I was like, oh, you know, everybody's like, <clears throat> yeah, I want my rematch, sure. You know, and then they go in there and lose. But I don't, uh, Pena, Pena could, she could. She needs to throw some head kicks in there. She needs to throw in, mix it up with her on on the feet, you know, and see what Amanda Nunez is really willing to engage with. If she just if she's not trying to engage with her, then that's bad. You know, but if she if if she come if Amanda Nunez comes in too overconfident and she didn't she didn't properly train in in terms of uh uh going the distance. Uh if she doesn't have the stamina, then yeah, she could lose again. She could get overconfident. She she can get overconfident, then then start to lose her stamina, burning too much energy, throwing haymakers, and then lose her confidence. So yes, there is a way
1: she could lose. So she, she can be baited into that pretty easily, I think. So she's gotta stay focused. Obviously, um those are for the future, but
3: the more present issues at hand are UFC 271. It's kind of snuck up on us, I think. Um, you know, the, the Nganu start to the year was, was great. A um, couple of Vegas shows in between, but now we get another big boy. we got UFC 271, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, um, in Houston. Another Texas show from the UFC, sort of becoming their, their new home in some ways. But um just you know, we've talked about the middleweight division a little bit. Um I've sort of described it as a little bit stale right now. I don't think that reflects Israel Adesanya or Robert Wicker. I think those two are outside of that um description. But are you I'm assuming you're somewhat excited for that main event you know, the card itself. It's a good card, but do you feel the same when you see, you know, middleweights at the top of a, a card, I like an Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, or do you look for other divisions to get you more excited? Um, I, and we know that wrestling trumps all, you know, um, and you won't get that level of excitement, but in terms of, you know, combat sport, MMA big pay-per-views. Do you get that same same level of, of excitement from these middleweights?
1: Um, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Yeah, the, I'm excited for the fight because uh, Whitaker. It's um, been a while since uh, he's. He, it's been a really long time since that fight happened and i want to know where how much he's progressed um who did he fight before uh, who, who was his last fight he
3: fought jared cannonier if i'm not mistaken last right. which fights yeah. in the who fights in the co the, the not the co but the i think about them. i think Derek Lewis will be the co-main event but yeah jared cannonier fights Derek
1: brunson on this card as well so he fought him last Okay. Um I, I I wasn't
2: I wasn't like I, I just thought it was over with for Whitaker after he fought Sonia but um I still think it may be, but I don't know. Um he's the last guy that's really gonna stand up to Israel Adasanya, to be honest. Uh if he doesn't win, then uh who 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 do you think Adesanya fights next? after this. And I don't think I don't think Whitaker's gonna beat him. Um I, I'm interested to see where he progressed to, but I don't think he I don't think he progressed to be honest. But um who do you see see it is out I'll decide you're fighting next. So let's say
3: Adesanya wins on Saturday. Um I actually think there's a big chance he doesn't but I think he I think he'd be the slight favourite and I think I would slightly favor him in the fight, but I could see quite easily. Wick. I think Wicker's done enough to build himself back to where he needs to be to fight again for the title, but he wins Adesanya. He's fought Vittori, defeat twice. He beat him convincingly twice. Well, the first one you could say, arguably, was perhaps not convincingly, but yeah, I thought he won both. For me, it's got to be the winner of Jared Cannonier, or Derek Brunson. Now, I think... Obviously, with Cannoneer, you get a fresh face. You get someone that, you know, you just look at Jared Cannonier. The man just looks, you know, he's went from heavyweight to down to middleweight. It's a, it's a crazy story. He looks incredible. For me, I would like to see him fight Derek Brunson. I mean, Derek Brunson has been on some role. He really has. Um, at one point in his career, he was just another gatekeeper, another average fighter, one one loss. Another Jack Jackson, without no disrespect. We mean that in a in somewhat of a positive Right, way, no, in yeah. a great way. In a great way, yeah. But just the, a good fighter, but not perhaps at the top level. We and I know what you mean by that. But I would like to see Derek Brunson get that rematch. I mean the way that fight, that first fight went with him and Adesanya was it was where Derek Brunson was at, at that point in his life. He was he wasn't he wasn't walking around with the confidence that he is walking around with now because of the results he's had I think that that fight being next, should it happen um, and should he win, he has to beat Jared Cannadino, so there's two big ifs here, but if they do both get through their fights, I would love to see that fight, I think that there's a good storyline there, I think that both guys have, you know, Izzy's always had confidence, but I think, I think they would both fancy themselves in that fight um, and either way, if Jared Cannonier gets the win, I'd love to see that as well. But let's not count Robert Whitaker out just now.
2: So, what, what gives you the, um, what gives you the, the, um, what makes you think that he, that Whitaker is is, is a good chance that he he beats out in
3: Obviously, going into any fight with Sanya, he's obviously going to have the the striking advantage. Um, that's clear kickboxing background the length the reach the amazing technical ability that he has it's you know you would be very you'd have to be very skilled and someone outside of the UFC well there is a man called Alex Pereira that has just been signed to UFC's had his debut fight did knock the champion Israel and Asanya out um, in their kickboxing days and that is a fight that down the road I think you could build that as well but what I mean is, is that there isn't many fighters that can go into a fight with Izzy and know that they can stand there and have success. I think Robert Whitaker can have some success, but like we've seen in the Jan Blahovic fight, unless Izzy has really um, worked on the takedown defence, we've seen it in the Vittori second fight where Vittori started to try and take him down, but I thought Vittori was doing that those takedowns with not complete conviction. I don't think he really, at any point, really tried to take him down. You know, there was a lot of half attempts. It made it easy for Izzy in that fight. Robert Wicker's a different animal. He's a different level than uh, Marvin Vittori. For me, it, it reminds me of the Kumar Usman and Kobe Covington aspect where you've got those two guys and then everyone else a lot a lot of the way behind in that division. For me, it's Robert Wicker and Israel Adesanya and then there's a big gap between the rest and the wrestling aspect. Robert Whitaker, Jiu-Jitsu, although it's neither. Forte, Robert Whitaker,
1: right.
3: Striking, Adesanya. That's two to three. MMA math never works. But what I'm saying is, I think Robert Whitaker just has as good as a chance. Let's say it like that. You may not win. But he has just about as good as a chance you can have against Israel Adesanya.
2: I, I, did you see what happened to him when Israel Adesanya beat him up? Like, did you see him? I don't think he's getting over it. I don't think he got over it. And I'll, I think it, when you get beat up like that, it traumatizes you. I never got beat up like that. I don't have that trauma. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> I'm saying, though.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I don't know firsthand. I'm saying, I know from studies. No, it traumatizes you, man. We beat the hell out of Robert Whitaker. Like, it was just it was the striking, man. It was nothing Whitaker could do with that striking. He unless he was fighting a robot for like the last when was, when did they fight? When did they fight yeah, like
3: Yeah, it was it was it was three years ago now. I think right. I think what you're saying plays a a factor, and I was talking from more of the like just the physical skill level. I'm not talking about the mental side of it, which is very important. But that was also three years ago. And how much does that now weigh into this this
2: new fight? Uh, I don't know. Right, and that's what's intriguing. I, I, don't, I, I hope he yes. really stepped it up. He has to be. But here's the thing. He has to be much faster than what he was. If somebody's fast, you can, it's really hard to stop that. It's just really just difficult. Um, a friend of mine, uh, ex-Golden Glover, Um, an amateur boxer, obviously, um, told me about all the fights he had at at, you know, after we sparred, but he didn't tell me beforehand. He said, Nah, just spar with me first. And and he was like, You'll know what I'm going to tell you, you know, is correct after you spar with me. He threw three punches, and I only saw his hand come back once. Yeah. Like, it was weird. And then I was like, There's no way this man's that fast. So I was like, Ah, cut the BS, you know. He was like, no, I do three punches, you know uh and I was like, man, but I only saw your your hand come forward and come back once, so unless he's been you know you can, i there's nothing I could do to prepare for that um I know I can know he's throwing a punch, but I don't know how fast he's gonna throw it, and also the reach of Odd and sonia man like I, I I just don't i don't see um i I don't, I don't see Robert Whitaker dealing with that well i mean he's probably going to be on his way to Bellator uh,
1: in a couple weeks, couple months. I think that there's I'll say
3: 55-45 chance that Whitaker wins the fight. Maybe closer to 50-50. I, I honestly I know if we're talking just from a physical aspect that like it could be 50-50, you know, like a skill level, a, a fighter ability, fighter IQ. I think that's important. I think they've both got a very high level IQ, I think Israel Adesanya is one of the smartest fighters the UFC has, one of the smartest champions they have. The mental aspect, it'll be interesting this week, you know, we're underway in fight week, whether you see trash talk, whether you see bad blood. Because if it's very respectful the whole way through, I think it it's easier for Whitaker to deal with what we need to remember though is that where is Robert Whitaker now in his mind? you know where's his head space at does the cameras, the trash talk, the difference in style and and you know personality of Israel compare him Robert's a very you know he's always been a very family oriented guy, a very just chilled out doesn't want to talk trash doesn't want to engage in anything just wants to turn up fight go home is he's you know a lot more lively a lot more engaging with media and does this like you said about the you know the, the traumatizing aspect does this fight week play into the fight we need to wait and see but I just think if you look at it from a fighter aspect, you take all these intangibles away of them fighting before, um, the build-up, you know, the social media aspect, all these things that don't matter when they get in the cage, it's a very even fight. Um, it didn't play out that way the first time, but that was the first time, and it was the only time they fought, and that was three years ago. A lot can change in that time. You know, if you were to say... Oh, Conor McGregor, when he fought Dustin Poirier the first time, I thought, oh, why are we doing this again? We already know. Now, that was five years ago. Well, this is three years ago. Not that much different. And look how that turned out for Conor McGregor in the second fight. Who says that Robert Wettker can't go and do something similar? It, You know, it's not, it perhaps may not happen, but that's why they've scheduled the fight. That's why we want to see it. I mean, it's it's the champion versus the number one. It's, it's the fight that makes
2: sense. It's the fight that I want to see. I um. think I think you're, I think you're uh, picking with your heart and not with your eyes, because I saw Robert Whittaker get his ass whooped, and I'm really it's hard. I'm hard pressed to say, yeah, he's gonna be Israel. I know it was three years ago. That's why they got to fight. You know, you don't know until they fight. So I'm all I'm down for the fight, but I don't see him understanding how fast he's gonna get beat up again. I think he's even slower because he's three years older. <laughs> you know, I well, think eating Adesanya-
3: no spring chicken either, though.
2: Shoot, sure, 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 sure. But they're still they still age three years at a time, both of them. So Israel <laughs> Adesanya is still faster than him by three, by you know, by that three years still like that. Whatever gap he had on him still exists. I'm i would, happy- I would
3: agree with the the strike and speed. I mean, that that was clear in the first fight.
2: I need um, you to say this. I need you to just admit that you don't want to see Robert <laughs> Whittaker get his ass. <laughs> um, I don't even
3: like. I love Izzy. Izzy's one of my favorites. Um, I love Rob. But, uh, to be honest, uh, I, it doesn't bother me who wins. I just think, um, I just think it's a lot more. I think the way you're thinking is the way most people will be thinking, which is fair enough. You know, everyone, everyone's seen what they've seen and are judging it off that. I just. I don't know, I, I, I just feel something a bit different, um, listen, I might be wrong, um, everyone else might be wrong, who knows, but that's why they're doing it, it's just, there's something, I'm getting that feeling where I got with Amanda Nunes, where I, when I, I remember that fight being cancelled with P- Pena because of her getting COVID and then it got rescheduled and I thought, oh, I just thought something just honestly it was you know I can say it now now that she got beat and it look it makes me look a bit good but I didn't didn't say it to anyone I didn't I didn't think anything of it really at the time I just thought oh I don't, I don't know about that fight I think I think something something might be up with that fight in terms of the result that people don't expect to happen I'm feeling that similar gut instinct again for this Saturday but um. Listen, we've got to wait to see. I am not getting off the Robert Whitaker bandwagon. I will have you know, Sean, you will not get me to admit that today.
2: I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't mind.
3: Mm. But there is other fights on that card that we perhaps should have a quick look at before we wrap up this episode. Just Derek Lewis versus Tai to Just a, a small little encounter. How, how do you think? Can't um, wait
2: to see that, man! Oh I like, can't wait God. to see that. That's gonna be great. I gross.
3: actually can't wait to see that because I am scared to watch. I when I watch Derek Lewis or Francis Ngannou, I, I it's like I don't enjoy the fight because it's I'm just so scared. I honestly I feel so bad for the families watching for the, for the other person. Now Tai Tuivas has got some power himself, but Derek Lewis is just a different animal, man. It's just and when yeah, I see I mean, him, I, I, uh, I don't know.
2: Derek Lewis, he might, he might lose this one, man. I don't see him having the same motivation. You know, like uh we talk about mentally how it is when you get knocked out, when you lose, but like just a regular loss, you know, uh just losing could 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 get you out of it too. And, you know, he lost he's lost two title fights now. You know, he's he's so I, I don't see Derek Lewis being in the best headspace. And I know <clears throat> And I'm going to I'm going to go here a little bit. We don't talk about mental health enough. You know, mm. uh, the fight game is a mental health, a health game. That's what it is. And Conor McGregor's mental health um, is in question, according to other people. I, <clears throat> we're not necessarily questioning it here, but it, it is in question. It happens. You can you can do that with any entertainer. But Derek Lewis lost two title fights. He said he wanted to get his cardio up before he was in another title fight. I think that he did, but he still lost. Where's his motivation at? Where is he mentally? Because his mental health might be greatly affected by the loss he just had. <clears throat> We're going to say, oh, he's the guy that says, you know, he's got to go poop and all this other stuff. Yes, I'm saying poop because I don't want to be demonetized. I'm just saying <laughs> You know, yeah, you
3: see he, everything he's, else, but, but poop is the, the way yeah, you
2: kind of like. I I said, yeah, but you can say somebody, you know, getting beat up and stuff like but uh, you know, he this the weekend warrior is where I want to be doing all the cursing. That's Sporticus. <laughs> That's sporticus. But you know, he you know, Derek Lewis is this funny guy and he's charismatic, but what about him? Like what about his mental health? Is he feeling some type of way after you know uh that loss? To Cyril God? Because he could have been champion, but he's not. And we're not, we don't talk about that. That's the one aspect of this that's the most important.
1: You know, um,
2: if he loses, where, where does he go from there? And I think I I can answer that. Nowhere. I think he's done. Um, Sure. He could, he could take, he's like Mark Hunt, but like not a jerk. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like you, Mark Hunt. I don't, I don't like Mark Hunt. I I used I love to. You Mark I
3: Mark I don't want Mark Hunt to ever hear this and say that I don't. I love you, Mark Hunt.
2: <laughs> I I feel the opposite way, but that that's that's um that's fine. It's not even a. It's weird. It's not even like a, a um. I think he's a better guy than uh, most of the fighters. It's not like a personal thing. It's just more of a um. Yeah. The yeah, way he did. Yeah. The way he did business was kind of not what I I think he should Mm -hmm. ever have been trying to teach people. Um and and Derek Lewis must not have seen it because he doesn't go about it that way. He could have easily been Derek Lewis. Uh like it is I like the way uh Derek Lewis is, but I don't know if he can continue to be that way if he continues to lose. And this could be a loss for him. You know I I mean we, we, we this could it's, be a loss. This is going to be a tough fight for
3: him. It's not going it, to be easy. It's one of those fights where the first person to land clean wins. Like it, they yeah. have that much power. Like what's crazy about heavyweights? You know, it, it's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's not because people just accept it for what it is. It's that if you start swinging, the first person to land wins the fight. Like no other weight class can have the same value in terms of that aspect of fighting. Like it's just exactly. unbelievable, and it's what makes it exciting. Um, but you could you could lose three, four fights in the heavyweight division, and you could be better than the three or four guys that you fought, but you fought very hard hitters, and you got caught. It's it's a you know the the Francis Ngannou, uh, Rosen Rosenstrike. Francis Ngannou might not be the champion right now. Had Jarzinho landed seconds literally seconds before Francis did it was it. they both just started exactly. and that is the final line in heavyweight fighting and for me
2: light you weight know. too light weight too cuz uh yeah Beholdis, to, yeah, to an and uh Dominic Reyes yeah
3: yeah i i i, I could agree with that um it's a little
2: bit different heavyweight, but you're right. In the- right. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I know. I know what you mean. Like that's why boxing. So heavyweight boxing is a, you know, oh. that's what you call all your money
1: oh, because incredible. you can just
2: start swinging and it's and it's it's over. It's a yeah. It's a better build up because the gloves are heavier, so it's not going to be an immediate knockout like in UFC. And I think that's what holds UFC back to knockout so quick that there was no real build to it in a in a, a boxing match you can just see the person slowly getting to where they're gonna be knocked out. You just see them getting worked. Oh, and another, you can commentate on that. You can't commentate on a an abrupt knockout like like you know in UFC. So and and that's what makes these heavyweights but, but it's still heavyweight. Like you can kind of see this in the UFC but I, it's still much quicker. But uh I'm hoping I'm hoping it's just a slugfest. I'm hoping Derek Lewis didn't lose his his um his smile. But eh, maybe maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I I I think he probably did to be honest with you. I mean, I've seen it too many times, you know. I, we we you and I've been we've watched since the VHS days. If you haven't if you didn't watch it since then, you've watched it anyway. You know, if you if you Yeah. If, if if you're on a podcast now nowadays, you watch the VHS stuff, so you're familiar with it. And Derek Lewis is one of those throwbacks.
1: Oh and for if sure. We loo-
2: yeah, you know, we lose him, we lose MMA. In a I
3: sense. mean, they they both are like tied to a to lesser extent. You won't be remembered as like a throwback fighter, but what, right. what I mean is is Derek Lewis will go down as just one of those guys that. Everyone wanted to watch. He he never said no to a fight. Look, look what he does. He, he wins a fight and, and he loses a fight. He just, right, sign me back up. I'll be back in two months. Give me another paycheck. And it's like, he do, he's doing it for the money. He's doing it to, you know, he's not doing it to please anyone. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. That's what's brilliant about him. But for all that he's just trying to get money for his family, you know, it's all about money for him. It's not about belts. It's not about legacy. He doesn't care about any of that. But, what it is about is he wants money so he has to fight he fights very often which is what everyone wants to see and one of the best punchers in UFC history hardest hitters most entertaining fighters great great on the mic great fighting style i mean it's just so entertaining and those type of guys you know anthony joshua is a a, a big believer in the term throwback fighter he likes to say that he is a throwback fighter what it means to be a throwback fighter is different than what it means to just be a fighter. It's it's a it's a style, it's a way of life, it's it's, it's who they are, it's in their DNA. And Derek Lewis is definitely one of them. And putting them up against a guy that probably feels a similar way, where it's knock out or be knocked out, kill or be killed, as Nate Diaz would say, this is just gonna be like you said, it could be a slugfest, it could go ten seconds, it could go three rounds. Um I doubt it will go three rounds, but it you know it could and um what a fight it is. You but never we know. Go. Sorry, just one last thing you were to say, Sean.
2: I think you never know. It could it could go to distance. It might be a slugfest, but go to distance. I mean um Derek Lewis has gone a distance before.
3: Oh yeah,
1: it could definitely go the distance. Um I hope it doesn't. In a way, I kind of... But then that's
3: me promoting very bad violence because those two guys hit harder than many ever could. Um, But in some ways, you kind of want to see an exciting fight, and for that to be exciting, it would have to be a knockout. Um, You can't see any jiu-jitsu going on in this fight, any real grappling or wrestling, but there is one other fight I'd like to... You know, it's, It's a great card, to be honest. This is a very deep card, prelims look good, you've got
2: um, from prelims to uh, main event. Well, you've got William Knight, who talk about
3: scary punchers, he's in the light heavyweight division, um, that man just defies genetics with the way he looks, but um, Alex Perez fighting Matt Schnell, Roxanne Modafferi in her last fight um, as a professional martial artist, going up against the Scottish, yet Australian native now Casey O'Neill, King Casey, as she likes to call herself. I'll be rooting for her, of course. Um, <laughs> for my native country. I uh, hope she gets the big win. She's, you know, undefeated on a big win streak. Got a great win against Valentina um, Valentina Shevchenko's sister. Um,
2: most recently, um, our is Get better because, like, under I understand how good she could be. Like, uh, I don't know if you, you follow basketball, but like, you got Lavar ball, that's oh, the, yeah, that's the my, father, yeah. You like, but the balls you know is three of them, and I uh, some people kind of just throw it off, but like, there's Lonzo, there's LaMelo, and, like, people I know that they're two different, I don't just say his kids, you know, like. <laughs> but valentina's sister like i i always like forget her name
3: like yeah it's valentina's always, sister isn't it it's not her actual just exactly. who she is.
2: yeah she needs a real personality i know she's happy to be where she is and that's and and, and she's right you know has the right to do that but man oh man she's got to um she's got to make she's got to step out of her sister's shadow
3: yeah, actually, just real quick forgot, Ant- Antonina Shevchenko, my apologies, Um, that was who Casey O'Neill um, beat in her last fight, but you're right, I mean, that, that big brother, little brother, big sister, little sister thing that goes on in, in fighting, you know, most notable would be, you know, Anthony Pettis and Sergio Pettis, you know, Sergio for the longest time was just, oh, you're Anthony Pettis' little brother, now he's the Bellator yeah, um, flyweight champion and and you know Anthony Pettis isn't doing too well in his in his promotion. So you know I think that's that is something to perhaps a motivating factor for these these fighters that are in the shadow of a, a bigger brother, bigger sister. And um, listen, I just hope Casey O'Neill gets the win. Um, I think she will. But I mean, Roxanne Modafferi, you know, fight for, for forever. Um, yeah, yeah. She's, got, yeah. She's, she's got
2: to get to fifty and then call it quits, like uh, forty. <laughs> I thought she was better than twenty five and twenty, though. Damn. Mm. Yeah. I mean, see, here's my thing. I'd rather have a four. Uh, uh, I'd rather be forty five and zero somewhere else. It's all oh, when you fighting those people. Like, well, who cares? I'm forty five and zero. I get to walk around and say that, you know, instead yeah. of being. Twenty five and twenty because you know half of those not half I bet like ninety percent of those are just straight up decisions oh, where for sure. the judge got lazy and said eh, I guess <laughs> and, nah you lost and like you know it's it's a UFC we know we just talked about it like that's just unfortunate man you know she's she's got some name she's got some quality to her name like she can headline a fight night and you know it's just the judges probably did a dirty, but yeah, uh, uh, up next is, uh, speaking of somebody with 20 losses, your boy, Andre Arlovsky.
3: Yes. I mean, I wait late. to
2: see him get knocked out. And, and <laughs> oh, my check.
3: Come on, man.
2: look, look, man. Hey, he hasn't been good since I had a Dreamcast. cast. That was the last time he was good. When when, when UFC games were on Dreamcast, that's the last time he was good, okay?
3: Uh, Well, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm not uh, going to... I mean, you know, there's something to be said about these legends fighting, but I I don't know... Where he get
2: his 20 losses from? Because last time you checked, he didn't have 20 losses, right? Where the hell did he get his 20 losses
3: from? I think all all 15 of them came in the last six months, but I'm not sure. I need to double check. (laughs) But... You know, um, a legend, and um, well, we hope he gets um on the right end of that result this Saturday. But just the round um circle here, we've got moving on to the main card. UFC two seven one, Bobby Green. I hope he wins just because of his um, post fight interviews. They're brilliant. I think he's a great character. Just quickly, we've not got much time, but would, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. your, your thoughts on Bobby Green. Do you like him? Same, you, uh, same. Yeah. I
2: like him. I want, I want to see him win too. Yeah.
3: Um, Jared Cannonier, Derek Bronson's the only fight we've not talked about on the of the three main bills on the fight card. Just give me a quick, who you think wins, why? Um, are you excited for the fight?
2: I'm I'm hoping for Bronson. Um it's it's really hard to call though. Uh very and, close on the odds. Yeah, and they they don't take uh, unnecessary risk and I think mm-hmm. I I I think one of them's going to have to do that in order to win this fight. Um yes. Bronson will, but he's still old school enough to where he'll he'll kind of just stop, you know, like I don't know. It, it, with with Brunson, is a little weird. He'll 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 go and do what he needs to do, but he he seems a little old school, reluctant to do it. Like old school uh, pre 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 Jesus look, Jorge Vidal. Like you know, just just oh, I'll take this decision or this or that. So hopefully Brunson. But I've mean, kind of near wins. You know, it's it, it, it's whatever. Like um, I think they're both skilled enough to fight on Sonya.
3: I agree. I think the winner gets either Adesanya or Robert Whitaker next. Um, Adesanya. Yeah, Robert <laughs> Whitaker. <laughs> um, no, I think depending on what happens, obviously, in the main event, those two, whoever wins, will be in line. I mean, I agree. I think I want. You know, I'd like to see Derek Brunson get the win. I think Blonde Brunson has become its own thing. He's He's done incredible um to revitalize what could have been a another career where you've seen so many where guys have just fallen off, not quite got to the level they thought they could have. He's he's took himself away from that category and he's made himself one of the best middleweights in the world. Jared Carnier, beast. Just an absolute just so strong. So I think he's so he's not just a strong, you know, physical presence, but just strong everywhere. I just think it's a very tough out for anyone against Jared Cannonier. Um but my boy Robert wicker did that with ease in his last fight, so we'll just skip him real quick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but listen, it's a great card. Good to get your opinions on it, Sean, myself, if if you guys liked our opinions on the fights. And that concludes our podcast for the week. From myself and Sean as always, we hope you enjoy your week. Hope you enjoy the fights. And we'll see you again on Monday for another episode of the Weekend Warrior Show presented to you by MMA Torch. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys.